In the rest, probably came as Chuck D. Be the mess. Network. I am Charlie Taylor, and this is What's Good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope all is blessed. Hope all is well. Hope all is blessed. We have an interview for you to step to this week, the regular episode, and this one's a uh, very special one. And a, as they all are, I keep saying that to be honest, but <laughs> they're special regardless. Um, but yeah, I was. Uh, I've been. This has been one I've been looking forward to um, since uh, since I got it uh, sorted, and uh, it and it created some uh, came out to a good result I think and um, yeah it's just uh, one of those things. So a question I was asked after this um, particular interview was uh, why did you want to interview me? And I was painting the picture. I was um, at this spot and. Um, that's a you know that's probably like maybe the second time that's happened, um, and it's always it's always uh, appreciated because you know it's sometimes when you do it in person it's hard to find a spot that's you know relatively quiet and uh, you know can actually be done in, in a and then where an interview can be done so doing it in some uh, somebody's spot is always appreciated so yeah anyway um, I was tying my shoes uh, just about to leave and um, they asked me uh, why do you want to interview me. And it was interesting because I actually didn't really think about it. I was just like, that's a good question. And then I literally took about five to ten seconds trying to think about why do I, why did I want to interview this person A? But then I also thought to myself, why do I interview the people I interview? And I answered in this, I answered um, pretty clumpily, uh, clump, clumped, in a clumped fashion, right? Just, just, a, just a word salad, right? But after thinking about it f- during that day and since, um, I was just like, you know what? The reason why I interview these people, um, whether it be you know artists on the come up or you know songwriters that have been in the game or <laughs> or just uh, or people in sports, right? Uh, most of, most of my interviews have been with musical artists, but you know, there's a couple outside of that. And um, the reason why I interview these people, the people I interview, I mean, there's plenty of other people that I would love to interview, but I just never actually, um, I just never actually get around to either asking or just um, actually getting it sorted. But most of the time, it's just a intuition on my part that I feel that a majority of people have a good story to tell. And when they show an interest on the interview front, I feel like that means they want to tell their story in some fashion, and once they get to know what the what the uh, what the what the style of interview I do is, then you know it 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 gives them that freedom to actually you know like I said tell you that, tell them that story, and you know my objective I as I always explained it is that this is a this is a blank canvas and you paint it with you paint it how you paint yourself. Um, in the way you feel is apt to yourself and you know I just kind of freestyle it for most of the for the most part and just ask questions that are 
given to me in some ways. You know, they give me a bit of information. I go, mm, that's interesting. Let's dig into that. And then we get to, you know, the stuff that they're known for. But then we also get into other things that um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have clocked um, if I didn't talk to them. Um, so, you know, it's partly a me thing where I just feel like I can, you know, I know who would be a good person to interview. That's just on me. Um, maybe I'm being arrogant on that front to think that. Um, but, you know, it's how I feel. And, uh, yeah, I feel, you know, when they're, when they're responsive and they take it in and actually get into the, get into the vibe of it, then it makes things all the more better. So with that said, um, the person who asked me that question uh, was up and coming, up and coming um, artist, uh, singer, songwriter, poets, rollerblader, uh, Lambs. Um, I first saw Lambs a few weeks ago, um, going to a just a just a show that um, where I knew one artist, and hopefully we'll interview that artist in a couple of months. Um, and there was a few artists there as well, um, doing their bits as well. And uh, me and my boy D went, and uh, it was very enjoyable. It was really good. It was a really good night. Just really local music, and uh, a new fan of all of them. And um, yeah, Lambs was the first one that basically responded. And um, and um, yeah, she invited me to her home. She made me food afterwards, and. That was that was heat, by the way. Just want to say that the food was the food was sick, um, and yeah, it was just a really good vibe. Um, sans cats, I joke. I don't mind cats. I'm just allergic to cats, mildly. But um, yeah, apart from that, <laughs> it was really good, and I really enjoyed myself. And uh, this is a good interview to drop by Phil. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we get into her beginnings. We get into her try uh, a triad of identities. Um, in being British, Nigerian, and of and Muslim, of course, and uh, yeah, we get into obviously the music and um, and gatekeeping at the end. Um, if you know, you know. Uh, so with that said, gonna leave it there. Grab your snacks, kick back, relax, and hope you enjoy the interview. <laughs> Equipped with a cat on lap. Man, this boy's good. This <laughs> good, Charlie. I'm, I'm, I'm back. Um, what, what should I say? Should I introduce myself? Uh, I mean, that's the whole point of being it, pretty much. <laughs> so we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but, but yeah, how are you doing today in, in, in general? I'm fabulous. I'm feeling good. Glad you're here. Um, yeah, I'm feeling fab. I feel like I should get my, my phone for comfort. Oh. <laughs> you can if you want, it's fine. I'll pause. I feel like I might do. Alright, go for it. Alright, do you? Yeah, so as a, what's, what do I want to call it? As a uh, behind, the, behind the curtain kind of thing, I came about 20 minutes earlier than I, I said I would. And uh, as soon as I press the button for a room, she's invited me to her place, by the way, so I appreciate that. Um, she was coming downstairs with her bike and um, was about to head out to get things. So, so apologies for the promptness and for the, uh, uh, what do you want to call it, anti-CP time, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. 
I'm not used to people being on time. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's good. It's good. It's uh, uh, it means that we get things done properly, I guess, and 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 we stick to schedule. It's good to be early. It's it's good. It's good. Yeah, I try to be in uh, in response to others. Yeah. So, like you, I'm assuming my people. I usually like you know they take their time and I'm just I just like being prompt to I don't know be different I guess mm-hmm. I don't know it's great I'm so different. I'm so unique to to you know to just be um, on time <laughs> I love it I'm I so different it. I, I know. I'm such a unique soul it's crazy anyway <laughs> uh, okay begin where we usually begin uh, which is the beginning yeah so lambs where we be born. Where was I born? I was born in London, born and raised in a London town. Um, I am a South London babe. Um, I love South London. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I am of um, African heritage. I'm Nigerian. Um, uh, I grew up in a Nigerian, British Nigerian Muslim household, as I like to describe it, because that is what it was. Um so <laughs> my cat is being nosy in the mic right now. Um, yeah, so I grew up in a British Nigerian Muslim household. It's an interesting um, trio. It is an interesting trio. Um, it is interesting when I think about the person that I've become and um, how growing up in such a household has shaped the woman I am today. Um so, yeah, yeah. There were lots of um, influences in my childhood, influences from my parents, um, my culture, the people that I was around being in South London. Um, even, like, going to an all-girls school, that influenced me. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I was around a lot, uh, I was around a lot of um, other Nigerians growing up. Um so yeah, yeah, a little bit about me. <laughs> I um I occasionally um uh, supply teach. Yeah. Um. So I went to I've been to a a, a girls' school, this all girls' school that's local to me, and uh, la di da, it's the best behaved. I can't believe it. Uh, who knew? I- are you, are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised. That was, that was the sarcasm. <laughs> that was but, the sarcasm. Yeah, that was the sarcasm. Sorry, yeah, that comes out a lot. <laughs> I think, um, but I think, I think that all girls' schools are better behaved. Yeah. Than, than other schools that I've been to. But, uh, alas, a story for another day. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Another day, I really appreciate the experience. Yeah, um, yeah I appreciate um, the childhood that my parents gave me. I went to a grammar school. Um, I appreciate, you know, my parents pushing me to um, do that and to go to that school. Obviously, um, education is super important um, to. I suppose it's important to parents in general, but I think um, there's a certain standard that um, that African parents have, especially. Um, West African, Nigerian, um, especially when when you know when when they consider the sacrifices that they had to make to come here mm-hmm. um, and um, and the life that they want to give to their children, and also 
the sort of status they want to have socially. <laughs> so I don't blame them, you know. I don't blame them. They want the best for themselves and for everybody. So it's what it is. I appreciate the experience that my parents gave me. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, I always... Um, I remember that uh, random mini tangent, like uh, to that... Uh, uh, show that Idris Elba did a few years ago. I forget what it's called, but basically he was like, it was kind of just like a comedy where it was like um, him as like a traditional Sierra Leonean father, and he has kids, obviously you know, born and bred in Britain, and trying to do that in the eighties. And um, as a person of Caribbean heritage, it's always interesting thinking about um, the differences. Um, between Caribbean parents from, let's just say, like, pre-20th to the well, 20th century onwards, right? And African parents, 20th, 20th century onwards. It's always um, a fascinating comparison. I always uh, try to, I guess, uh, either acknowledge or just, like, get a taste of when somebody talks about... Um, their own experiences, and um, I'm a, and obviously when you mean when you're talking about uh, Nigerian heritage, and obviously um, you know Ghanaian heritage, and others, uh, even those have their own differences, right? Exactly, and that's that's always fascinating. But yeah, just a random thing I like to keep note of in life. Um, but yeah, uh, I want to drill down into. You mentioned obviously influences within those, within that trio you put yourself mm-hmm. in and you identified yourself in. So I kind of I usually ask us at some point in terms of, um, obviously um, you know the primary reason I'm here interviewing you is, is off the back of your music, um, but you know you're more than a musician. Um, so yeah, I wanted to drill down on that if possible in terms of uh you mentioned influences i guess uh in terms of in terms of british what kind of what do you feel like your major influences were on the british side um so how can i talk about them like as isolated you know things like I mean, if you can't, with, you can't. But yeah. I, 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 you know, but it's it's with, with, it's all it's all connected. I'm, I'm, of course, I know that, of, of course. course. With with being British, I guess. Obviously, I grew up in London, South London, as I said. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I am obviously influenced by the people that I'm around, and mm-hmm. you know, growing up. We share music. Um, I got, and obviously, I have um, access to the internet as well. Um, I, uh, I had, I got my own phone when I was like ten, I think. I think I, I, how old was I? Maybe I was eight when I got my first like little phone, and then I got my first like smartphone. Like I got a BlackBerry when I was like, <laughs> when I was Talk like, about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, I was in yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. I want to say like year eight or something. Yes, yeah, year like, eight when I got a BlackBerry, yeah. and um, you know we're sharing music. I was I was on LimeWire as well, putting viruses on the computer. <laughs> we're all you know sharing cultures, you know. And at that time, um, uh, at that time, what was that raining at that time? I would say pop was really big at that time for us lot mm-hmm. in school. Pop was big. Um, um, 
YouTube was really like a thing that we would go to. I think um I think um GRM Daily was 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 on at that time. Um, and there was just lots of stuff going on on YouTube. YouTube was great at that time. These days, I don't see too much on YouTube. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I feel like we see videos between the ads these days. There you like, go. <laughs> now you're talking. There you go. You're cooking. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, YouTube was great, you know, and and I was influenced by the people around me and I feel like that's where me um, being British and also just um, through, I talk about like my experiences through my music as well mm. um you know so yeah i guess that's the british side of things ish i feel like i said a whole a whole lot yet yeah, maybe not that much i'm not sure i mean um, no the, you're, you're you're right i yeah. think you i think you had the you know correct assessment in that and it's a very obviously being british in the time space you're talking about in terms of growing up um is you know like that, that i I vibed with a lot of that. Yeah. I remember just people suddenly year eight, everyone has a Blackberry and I'm yeah. here with my Samsung my swipe up phone. I'm just like, what's going on here? When do you not get this? Everyone's on BBM. I ain't. It don't make sense. It's crazy. So I get, I get you. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. YouTube was banging at that time where it was, it was just like the occasional 30 second ad and you can easily skip it. And easily. And yeah. And yeah. Now yeah. it's what it is now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was I was influenced by the things going on around me and stuff like that. Um, I started I started getting into um, hip hop and and um, and I think I think at that time I don't even know when I started getting into dancehall and that as well. Mm. Um, hip hop, dancehall, and all those things, but. Um, yeah, those it was influenced by the people around me, the things I had access to, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. So I guess that's the British side of things. Yeah. Um, with regards to my Nigerian side of things, um, I'm just like sometimes like I switch up the dialect in my music. I um, I. And just it just is who I am in it. So mm. um, I think if the 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 way that my my how do I say like the inflection of my tongue or whatever is affected by the fact that like I grew up with um, parents who have like Nigerian accents mm-hmm. and um, and my brother went to school in Nigeria and he would come back and like give us all the tea and and. <laughs> And he introduced us to a lot of hip hop, and like Lil Wayne was big in Nigeria, I think, at that time. He would oh. come back and he'd give us like a lot of like the tea on hip hop, and he was like trying to spit bars at that time and whatever. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was that. Um, and then obviously, I'm, I'm Muslim as well, and um, being Muslim. It meant that, and being raised with the type of Islam that my my parents were trying to trying to educate us in or whatever, um, I think it it limited me in a lot of senses mm. um, because. 
um, my mum stopped listening to music. Okay. So she stopped listening to music. Mm-hmm. No music is allowed to be played in the house. Mm. Um, we could do like our own thing. I, obviously, I had my phone out and I had headphones and I would listen to my own thing. Mm-hmm. But you can't listen to music out loud. Right. Um, no music to be played in the house. That's just it. Like, that's just the rule. Um, and my mum still tried to um, encourage my own... Um, my own creativity, you know, she knew that I was into um, uh, performing arts, music, theatre, etc. Um, so she tried to, you know, she put me in, in theatre and performing school. Um, she, she like, came to my shows. My mum came to my shows. My dad came to my shows. Um, but it was always sort of, I was always reminded that, like... Um, you're a Muslim girl and this, this lifestyle doesn't befit that of a Muslim girl. Right. Um, but still, like, she still encouraged my independence. Do you know what I mean? So sure. I think she was conflicted within herself and she was only trying to do what she thought was best. Mm-hmm. Um, and still, you know, like I said, I talk about my life experiences. So... I talk about like my faith and things like that in my music. Mm-hmm. Um, I just released a, a single called Divinely Created. And um, in that, I speak directly about, about how connected I am to my creator. And yeah, so yeah, that's um, some stuff. My mind goes goes everywhere, so <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's good. There's a lot to yeah, there's a lot to chew on. <laughs> yeah. the, usually, the question um, usually the question I ask, uh, apart from like where were you born and stuff, is uh, um, what were you like as you were growing up? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you gave me a little bit there in terms of that answer, and through those, you know, the three identifiers. Mm-hmm. Because that is an interesting, it's obviously an interesting mix. It's a, it's a unique mix to compare, mm-hmm. to, um, depending on where you are in the world. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can imagine there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of push and pull. There is. A lot of push and pull. There is. But, yeah, it's interesting. It is. And when you say push and pull, I feel like I'm going to use that to describe, to describe actually, because that's a perfect descriptor you're welcome <laughs> um it is a lot of push and pull like um sometimes I feel conflicted within myself but you know as I grow in popularity like I see that other people are a bit confused as well other people um they don't know where to place me and that's because I am not placeable in any box. I need, I need the world to understand this thing about me. If you are placeable inside a box, then uh-huh. that's you in it. Mm. I'm so grand and so great. Like you cannot box me into anything. I'm so many different things. Mm-hmm. Like I, 
I'm so many different things, but one thing I will always be is authentically myself. Mm-hmm. Even if today I'm a different thing than I will than I am tomorrow, just rest assured that I am a hundred percent me. I'm who I want to be at every point, and I think that this push and pull feeling also comes from obviously it comes from me being raised as um as a nigerian muslim british um um girl who's trying to do music who's um who loves music who also loves the quran who also loves um sport who also loves um fitness who also loves all these different things that make up me Mm. basically Mm. (laughs) so (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah you can't box me in <laughs> basically well, yeah. you really can't so yeah that's good man I, I i i feel that sometimes the um especially an artist um uh, musically um and creative people in general i guess um are usually you know given this uh given that identifier or a box, as you as you eloquently put it, where someone might ask might ask you, well, actually, you know what? I'll ask you that later. Okay. <laughs> I was I was going through a thought, but I feel like that's a question to ask later. So <laughs> I'm gonna stop there and <laughs> I'm gonna move I'm gonna loop, move along. So usually, how I like to do this in turn uh, is in terms of a kind of like a time frame. So mm-hmm. obviously, started in born and kind of talked about you know elements of life growing up so you mentioned obviously you know many interests that you have uh, in your life mm-hmm. um so i was wondering uh you know artistically i guess um you know you label yourself as a poet and as an artist and and amongst other things so i'm wondering which one came first which one came first creatively creatively okay so I've been, what can I say? Did one come first? Did the egg come first? Or did the <laughs> chicken come first? Okay. Like, what sure, came sure, first? Sure. I've sure. been singing forever. Yeah. I've been singing forever. I was in, like, all the school productions and whatever else. I've been singing forever. Yeah. Um, maybe I would say... And like I've been writing music forever, but then I I describe music as poetry, in it. So, was it music? Was it poetry? Was it? I don't know. Like, <laughs> but I would say professionally, mm-hmm. poetry came first. Okay. At the core of it, I would maybe I would still say poetry, maybe mm-hmm. or story writing, creative writing. Mm-hmm. I was super good at English in school. Um, really good at English, I got top marks in English and um, I just enjoyed writing creatively. I would write like Wattpad stories. I don't know if you know what Wattpad is. I'm aware of Wattpad, yes. <laughs> I would write Wattpad stories when I was in school. <laughs> I'm aware of the life it has taken through the people that use Wattpads. I'm fully like, aware of Wattpads. Like... <laughs> writing stories and having people commenting, demanding more. They want more. <laughs> guys, I'm just, I'm just in year eight, guys. <laughs> I'm just in year eight. Uh, 
I so basically to answer your question, yes. I would probably say poetry is at the core of it, maybe. Yeah. Poetry is at the core. Um I would um I would I would read a lot as well. So um I would buy these huge um poetry books mm. um and just like read poems, so much poetry. I would um listen to um Def Jam poetry. Okay. I would nice. um I would just like watch YouTube videos like poetry, poetry, poetry. I loved poetry, mm. loved it so much and I felt like what is this this thing is so beautiful and it's just like words do you know what I mean words that are just being put together I could tell you like the sun came out today in like a million different ways and mm. somehow make it into poetry mm. so poetry is definitely at the core of it all I, I see poetry in everything I, I'm also I'm a I'm an artist as well. I paint and I'm a henna artist. As you can probably see from my walls. Um, yes, for those uh, uh obviously this is a podcast, so it's purely audio. But yes, there are a few, um, I'd say different styles as well. Obviously, you mentioned henna as well, and that's, that's cool. Um, but yeah, there's interesting, uh, I'm... I'm I'm liking the one behind you specifically, the Nigerian site. It's like got Nigerian colours in the backdrop, and then there's this black woman right in front of it, and it's like the the paint stripping at the bottom. There's a lot of paint drips everywhere, actually. It's got a graffiti vibe about it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm messing with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I see poetry in, in all of my artwork. Mm. I, um, I see poetry in my being. I see poetry in my beliefs in the Quran that I read. I see poetry in like life. Um, I'm inspired by life. I'm inspired by the Quran. I'm inspired by my being. So yeah, I just I see poetry in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So poetry, poetry, maybe poetry came first. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, say all that. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. What was one of the Wattpad stories that you had? Say that again. What was one of the Wattpad stories you had? I mean, um, we'll. Uh, I guess we'll discuss that off air. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss that off air. But, say uh, this. They were. Uh, they were some fun stories. Okay. I had a very wild imagination. Mm. They. They were. They were real life stuff like mm. um like it, it would be describing like a real life situation it wasn't like fantasy right um but um you know so there's no like werewolves and things like that sure. um but uh i was definitely 12 year old writing big people story <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, big yeah. people story like yeah like uh-huh. i said uh-huh. we'll discuss that one off air so. right. yeah 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 say less Sailors. Yeah, it was a fun time. It was a fun time. Okay. Did you, um, uh, you know, through your poetry, did you um, express it in the way that you do with your music now? Um, so, my poetry, I would say my poetry is a lot more raw mm. than 
my music, especially than the music that I'm putting out now. Sure. I felt like poetry, um, it left me too vulnerable in a sense. Right. Um, I was writing about like real things that were going on in my life and not just in my life, but like in, in people's lives. Sorry. Um, my, my cat is actually, um, is actually, yeah, yeah. there you go. For the ASMR people, they like cat, <laughs> the like cat, cat, cat pose, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, my, I felt like my poetry left me quite vulnerable. Mm. Um, I would really like bear my soul on the stage, like, okay. and it was a lot of like my poetry was, it was about like. So you did kind of, perform it on stage, though. Yes, yes, I like, did so perform you had it the, on stage. Yeah, so you had the, so it wasn't like kept as because obviously pe- some people, you know, have that route and they you know bear their soul on it, but they can't like imagine just yeah. like doing it on the stage. So actually, the way I started performing on stage was um, so in like. I think it was 2018. I'd already like written written a lot of poetry. I I'd already um had like some poems po- published in um anthologies, like in local anthologies from um like um school. I had won like poetry competitions and things like that. Yeah. Um so I was really into poetry, but the way I got into spoken word, I should say, okay, is um randomly like I was just with my friend and we was just hanging out and I don't even know how we got into the subject of like poetry and I was like oh yeah like I write poems and whatever else and um and then like she was like oh my friend runs a poetry event and I was like bet let's go like why not like we literally just was like let's go and we just took the train there and she was like it's today like let's go like we took the train there and on the way there I was reading her my poems on the train and she was like these are really good like um I didn't imagine anything beyond that I just I just like was down to go I was like bet let's go um went to the poetry event and my eyes were open to this, like, new world, basically. Um, This world that was, like, beyond the page. Mm. And to see, like, all these people coming up doing these poems that, like, I really liked Mm. in London, Mm. like, my eyes just opened to something new. Mm. And that that was, like, the start of a new life for me, right? I feel like there are different things that start your life over again, basically. That was that was the start of one life for mm. me. And so I went to the first week and it was a weekly event and I just watched in the first week. The second week I went and I put my name up um, to perform and I, I performed. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, I went there every single week for about a year and a half or something. And I started like going to other events as well. And like on, in fact, on, on the third week that I went there and I performed, people loved it. Right. And then they started wanting to pay me to perform. And I was like, damn, like I didn't know that like that was a thing, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't know that that was a thing. Like, 
And then that opened up my eyes to like something else now. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, um, and yeah, poetry, poetry became like my life at that point. Like I was so immersed in the scene. I went to all the events that I could find. I loved it. I loved it. Loved the, loved the community, loved the environment. I loved it at that time. Mm. I really loved it. Um, so yeah, I don't even remember what question you asked now. <laughs> Neither do I, to be honest. <laughs> you had me thinking about the, uh, kind of like a starting a new life kind of thing. Cause I, I feel like I had that at least once and for some reason, I also went to, uh, I also went to Malcolm X because, um, I listened to it. Well, I listened to the audiobook of his uh, autobiography. Shout out to Lawrence Fishburne. Really good narration, by the way. Um, and, uh, his life is literally just split in two. Like, it was literally this guy called Red, who people called Red, and he was just a, like, basically just delinquent, just running through Harlem, just, you know, just trying to get cash and uh, just trying to get money and do stuff. Goes to jail, comes out, Malcolm X, practically. And everyone knows the second half, but not many people know the second half unless you read it. And I just found that, I just found that element in terms of what you're talking about uh, interesting, because I don't think people think like that, um, usually. You know, for me personally, it was... Um, Around the time we were talking off her about uh, when I even got into music, because mm-hmm. getting into music was like the first time I actually started um, started thinking, well, not thinking for myself, but started building my own actual tastes. Mm-hmm. Because previously it was just me being docile and just taking whatever was given to me, whatever was exposed to me. If I liked it, I liked it. If I didn't, I didn't. Um, and yeah, that was kind of just what I was into. There was nothing that was like, this is what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what, this what, this is what someone put me onto. And I know everything's a lot of, a lot of things are just, you know, randomly you're put onto and then you, you know, take it for yourself. But, um, yeah, you know, I was that person before I was that kid, that little teenage kid. And then beforehand, after that, it was kind of just, okay, I'm actively, I'm actively thinking about what do I enjoy and what do I want to get into? And what do I want to learn, especially, you know? Um, so, yeah. Where do I go from that? <laughs> <laughs> and you talked about a lot about, well, see, so you talked a lot about poetry on that front. And I'm wondering, uh, well, A, do you still do it? Yes. So, uh, <laughs> um, so I, I want to say yes. Because I I was I still write music, right? And I would say that like in in music I'm writing poetry essentially. Um and I still perform some poems at like depending on what kind of event that I'm performing at, what kind of um vibe I feel at the time. Mm-hmm. Um but definitely not the way that I used to write before. Right. Um, I used to write about a lot of um, political subjects. Okay. Um, a lot of hard hitting, you're definitely going to cry <laughs> <laughs> subjects. 
and like I said before, like I just felt like it left me too vulnerable. Like um, I feel like having the beat of the music, you know, behind the instruments and whatever. I feel like that sort of gives me a bit of um, a mask, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I still write poetry. Kind of. Yes. But like, not, not, not really like that, like that anymore, the way that I was doing it at that time. <laughs> Hopefully that's making some sense to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I still love poetry. Yeah, of course. But I have a different relationship with it now, rather. Right. I have a different relationship with it now. Um... I feel like poetry, because it's so free and because you don't have to have the music behind it or anything, like, it does allow you to say whatever you want to say in whatever way you want to say it. It doesn't have to rhyme. You don't have to follow a pattern. It doesn't have to... Literally, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Everything I'm saying right now, who's to say that that's not poetry? Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Like... Yes. So, I feel like... I feel like I just... I had I had my time for that, and maybe like I'll I'll come back to it in the way that I was doing it before, in the way that I was writing it before. Mm. But um, you know, everyone's everyone's purpose is um uh, is being re realized and everything, and I feel like um, there's a new purpose for me now. Um, my purpose is evolving, and it's um, evolved from the stage that I was that I was at before. I feel like I really needed poetry at that time. I think I was going through um, a lot in my life. I was trying to figure out who I was. I was yeah. trying to understand myself, yeah. and poetry really allowed me to do that. One would say that the music may put you in a box. <laughs> Do you think? I think, I think, um, <laughs> I don't think that music puts me in a box. I'm still a poet. I'm yeah. still, I'm a poet, I'm a musician, I'm... I mean that in jazz. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I feel like I gotta, I gotta stand my ground at the same time. <laughs> yeah, firm it, firm it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I, I'm everything all at once. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm, yes. I'm never not going to be a poet. Indeed. And Indeed. When people listen to my music as well, mm-hmm. um, because I talk in my music, like, I don't know, like, I talk in my music, so mm. I want to, like, call myself a rapper, but then mm. when, when I hear people describing my music mm. to others or to me... Mm. They don't describe me as a rapper. They describe me as a poet. Okay. Even even though they may not have known me as a poet prior, mm. um, they listen to my music and describe it as poetry. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 A lot of those terms um, obviously have their own uh, connotations towards it. So you hear rapper and you hear you know. Um, you 
well, you hear whatever you hear from rapper, right? You get your own names from that. Um, and well, do you do you consider yourself one? Or? Yeah, yeah, I you do. do. Okay, I do. You look like when you hear me spit bars. When you hear me spit <laughs> bars, you look weird. Like I heard that, the, that, okay, that, so that, that, that <laughs> I think you heard me spit bars. The people that don't know yet, don't know yet. Don't worry. It's <laughs> Wait on your girl. Hold, hold, hold this space. Hold it, okay? Uh, your girl's coming. Right. <laughs> She's cooking. She's cooking. No, um, you know, I'll probably have said this in the intro of the of the episode, but like, uh, you know, the the reason why I, reason why we're here is is off the back of a show I went to with my boy, um, and that was originally just to see Sanity, but also just to you know, obviously see everybody else because uh, from contrary to popular or, or popular um uh I don't know, ways of doing things a lot of people just like to come for the person they come for and then just dip mm-hmm. you know they they if they go to a show um they never actually go into the supporting artists and actually you know listen or whatever um but you know I, I listened to all four of you and it was all enjoyable mm-hmm. and it's always I always part of my journey is always having that enjoy uh, enjoyment in finding new people um you know you only have four songs out and that's just that's that's cool and to be here on you know ground floor quote-unquote is sick I enjoy that a lot yeah personally um it's always cool talking to somebody that is you know just literally just beginning in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. um and yes she did spit bars ladies and gentlemen um they had, a, had a, they had a cypher and those bars dropped <laughs> that's what it was giving <laughs> all the way through i'm definitely gonna pick myself up because honestly like i i i feel like prior I had like a little bit of imposter syndrome when it came to being, sure. being a rapper. Yeah, yeah, you know sure, I mean? sure. Especially because it it is there's an essence that you feel like you need to deliver. Yeah. And, and there's also a boldness. It, it 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 is a more recent thing, yes. a more recent identity that I have cultivated. Exactly. Thank you for that. <laughs> so yeah, I did I did have a bit of like imposter syndrome, but. I go on the stage and I do spit bars. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I do spit bars. If if I feel like spitting bars, I'll spit bars. If I feel like singing, I'll sing. If I feel like speaking, I'll speak. Do you know what I mean? If I feel like flipping, dancing and doing cartwheels, I'm going to do it all. <laughs> so, yeah, I am a rapper. Cool. I'm a rapper. I'm a poet. I'm a singer. I'm a... Anyway, let me let me let me keep it keep it humble. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're the first person to go in an interview, so you know, it's, it's ship sailed in some ways. But, you know, That's cool. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned um, you mentioned that your poetry was. Um, before was uh, political and 
Uh, it's, it's, it, I've been I've been sitting on it since uh, since you said that because I find that interesting. I wanted to ask uh, I wanted to ask why not now, um, and what's changed in that sense. Um, I feel like, hmm, I feel like the music just like. Obviously, you can talk. You can talk about anything you want. Yeah. Even with even with the music there, I know. You know, many artists do. Like um, many artists do. Kendrick Lamar is doing it. J Cole is doing it. Many other artists are doing it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, even like Jay the Kingdom is doing it and that. But I feel like I just feel like with. Music, I don't... What am I trying to say? Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing or say something that I don't mean. But, like, I just feel like I don't need to do that with 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 the music behind. I feel like... Right. I feel like people... When, when you're speaking poetry, people are really listening to the words because they have to listen to the words. Mm-hmm. And... Even when there's music behind, like, you know, they are listening to the words. Like, I have people come back to me and tell me, like, oh, they really love this line and and whatever. But I feel like it's so much easier to listen when the only thing that you need to listen to is the person's voice, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But with the music and there's so much going on, I just feel like it just provides, like, it's just... There are there are there are songs obviously that I have where I am talking about a lot of things where I'm talking about political subjects and things songs that haven't been released or whatever songs that I performed at um, at events but when I really want to touch on some hard hitting subjects even if I originally wrote it to a piece of music mm. I would probably perform it still a cappella mm. because I need the people to hear what I'm saying and understand what I'm saying mm. if it's a political piece where I'm making a statement where I'm really trying to say something important I want to I want you to be able to hear what I'm saying hear it deep it mm. understand it not have my words be, you know, drowned out by the music or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not for you to be, like, bopping your head and, like, vibing to the music. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's the answer to whichever question that you asked that I forgot how you asked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you did. You, you answered very succinctly. Um uh, I feel that there are people that, well, obviously don't need the music in order to, uh, or or in your case, I guess what you're saying is not needing the music because the word should be more than enough to get the message across, and your your words first. Exactly. Your words first, and some people are you know music first, um, and. Sometimes the people that are music first need to hear the words first, and yeah, it, it removes it removes a potential barrier towards that where you Certainly. know some people might just like the song just for the song and not actually, I mean shit, you know. 
there's a lot there's a lot of people that uh listen to certain songs and they like it for whatever reason and they don't actually listen to it. I mean, do you know how many French songs I've got in my playlist? <laughs> I've never spoken a word of French in my life. I don't understand what they're saying, <laughs> but I'm vibing to it. They could be saying absolutely anything. They could be talking yeah. about the most like yeah. um, serious subject. Yeah. I don't understand anything. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm doing a little dance there, by the way. <laughs> I, Boss I would be bopping my head yes. to the beat, to the flow, to the rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't understand what, what, what they're saying. And that is yeah. what I love about music as well. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to understand it. Like, you're feeling the vibe, and this is the intention of the music and whatever. Like, you're feeling it, vibing, cool. Yeah. But there's music that, like... Like, if I'm speaking and I'm saying something, you do need to hear what I'm saying. You do need to take it seriously. You do need to um, deep my actual words. I don't want you to just take it as, like, some piece of entertainment sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Obviously, as a musician, I suppose I have to be an entertainer. Um, Maybe they go hand in hand. I'm not sure. But... Somewhat. Yeah, somewhat, somewhat. Um, but like some things I I wouldn't I'm saying it for a reason I'm saying it in this space in this moment right now because you're going to listen yeah and maybe you'll take it home you'll think about it you'll change something about the way you interact with a certain kind of people the way that you um, consider certain things the way that you or the way that the world is, something like that. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's a lot more difficult to do when there's music there. There's music that you're vibing to. Like, mm-hmm. most most music you just want to dance to. Like, you just want to... I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> that's Those are my thoughts, anyway. That's good. Yeah. Um, you mentioned... Uh... You, meant th- you mentioned other interests, and I wanted to dip into them right quick. Um, you mentioned sport. What, what sport are you into? I'm a roller skater. Um, I'm a roller skater. Uh, Coming back? A hundred percent, baby. I started, <laughs> I started roller skating two years ago, um, but I'm a bad boy skater right now. And I love skating. I skate everywhere, every day. I talk about skating. Um, my song "Rolling" is about is about a lot of different kinds of rolling, but <laughs> it's also about skating. And um, and it's a song that I made to play like at a skate rink. Like skaters would love that tune. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a roller skater. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, I'm a cyclist as well. I cycle and I'm a um, a fitness babe. I love, <laughs> I love me um, some gym. <laughs> a yeah. little piece of gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I'm just really into, like, um, uh, health and fitness, really. Um, and, yeah, I'm a roller skater. If you look on my page, you'll probably see, like, um, yeah, that's some... Some skating videos, some mm. dance skatey videos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love skating. I feel like it opened me up to be able to express myself in a completely different manner. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
It's with movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact, like, once I actually, like, knew how to skate properly and the skates started to feel like shoes, mm. I could really express myself in this new way. Like, it's just, I love it so much, so much. The fact that I'm even able to dance to my own music, mm. like, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm such a... I'm such a heathen. I thought rolling was. You said meant. You said it's to do with different types of rolling, but yeah, yeah I only got this one. I only got one favorite <laughs> type of rolling, and it wasn't roller skating. Um, so yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's how. Don't I, worry, it's for all of that as well. That's, that's, why, that's, why, that's how I interpret music. There you go. That's a little taste of how I interpret. Um, all right, we've uh, we've we've, re- we've we've breached fifty minutes. We're getting into an hour, so um, I'll I'll get into wrap ups. And um, you mentioned, I was well, like I like I've mentioned, you know, you've got a few songs out here and there. You uh, you've performed a couple of uh, unreleased songs here and there. Um, so I'm assuming. I mean, this is only recording, in, you know, late February, but um, you know, you still got a lot of the year left. So. Is there anything to look forward to in the, in the coming year? For sure. There are lots to look forward to. First, we have to look forward to life, to um, to being able to um, wake up every day and um, be grateful and breathe in oxygen. You've taken this question um. very broadly. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's but... great. It's great. Keep, going, keep cooking. I'm... I wasn't expecting such a broad answer. But don't go for it. Keep going. Keep cooking. Um, yeah, be be grateful and waking up. And then um, I uh, I have um, I have lots of new projects coming up. Um, so I want people to just keep up with me and just be patient with me. Um, it took me like a long, long time to even release my first tune. Mm-hmm. I mean, I recorded it and released it straight away, but like it took me, <laughs> right. it took me like a long yeah. time to get to that point. All right. Um, so just be patient with me. Um, the tunes them are coming. All right, they're coming, and I've got a lot of different like um, vibes coming out. Like I said, I don't want to box myself in. Obviously, like um, you know, there's a general style or whatever that I sort of do or whatever, but like. <laughs> um, uh, there's a lot of different things coming from me, basically. Yeah. Um, so keep up with me. Um, and um, what was your question again? Uh, what are you, what are you uh, I guess... Looking forward to. Looking forward to what you plan to do in the coming year. I'm planning to just keep doing me, keep enjoying life, keep being me, keep making music, keep performing. There's going to be lots of new shows coming up, so please keep up with me, as I said. And, um, yeah, I want to um, do my own couple of shows as well. Um, I think that would be fun. I would like to um, have people get a true taste of, like, what I'm about and... Um, the sort of things they are to expect from me, even though you shouldn't expect too much. Well, let's be real, because I'm everything at the same time. So expect it all, yet be like, okay, I shouldn't expect just this thing or just this thing, because she's going to give it all. She's going to give it all. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so that's what I'm trying to say. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots to um, lots to come from me. So lots to come from me. Um, yeah, I hope that the the people that vibe with my kind of energy find me basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll say them. Um, the last two questions I always ask. Uh, first one being. Uh, well, overall, what art have you been consuming um, that you recommend to the people? So, books, TV, music, obviously, film. Mm-hmm. Um, any form of art that you'd recommend? Um, any form of art? I mean... Your own paintings, for one. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys didn't know, I'm also a like henna artist. I think I mentioned that earlier. I'm yeah. a henna artist. Um, so, yeah. And I do lots of other forms of art, but um, I'm... I'm uh, a bad boy henna artist I can't <laughs> lie um, uh, so yeah you're gonna I'm gonna merge the, the things basically you're gonna merge the things um, and you can even like follow me over there like my 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 do you have will you include like a descriptor that like people can see what's up listen i'll give the info to charlie so you i'll drop links i'll drop links you can see what's up i'll drop some i would say just like try and like find different things i don't really like watch tv and that but like um i'm into um do you know who i'm really into at the moment who you into at the moment there's this, there's this group here that I just discovered them, even though I've listened to their music before, but I listen to music without like really knowing who's doing right. what, right? Yeah. Especially because Spotify, um, Spotify, I love Spotify so much, like they give you recommendations for different songs that are related to what you're already listening to. Yes. Um, they've even got this AI DJ now, so yeah, like great stuff. Anyway, um... There's this group called Salt, S-A-U-L-T. Ooh. Have you heard of them? Have I heard of them? Have you heard of them? What? I just discovered them. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to tell Lems that I went to the Salt show in December. Day. In December, yes. I love it. It was so good. I saw the footage and I was like, whoa. Yeah. I can't I can't go to any show above 50 quid anymore. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> They ain't gonna do that. They're not doing that. I feel, I, I in hindsight, I feel like Kendrick robbed me when oh, I went no. when, when I went to Damn Tour in the O2. I feel robbed. Salt was ninety nine quid, and I was like, "Excuse me," and it was at the drum sheds. I'm like, "Where the fuck's the drum sheds?" <laughs> and I went to the drum sheds. I was like. And then my friend who was with me said, uh, literally just pointed out that it was a dead IKEA, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's a dead IKEA, isn't it?" <laughs> Didn't even clock it. I was like, "Oh yeah, it is an IKEA. Yeah, blue. Yeah, IKEA. It's a dead IKEA." And then yeah, you just go. Th- you were just going through like basically like the back of an IKEA, and there was just like dead. Pl- it was like um, it was just like these dusty decades old boxes of I don't know what. And then you saw like old ass time cards. And I don't know whether this was just the fact that it was a dead Ikea or it was part of the vibe. But then you go through another door and then there's like this room and it had like this really kind of like, kind of like a old uh, 70s kind of like uh, dead abandoned Brixton living room kind of room. 
and then you go through a fridge, and then there's this like, and then it's like an abandoned tunnel kind of thing, and then they make you do a left, and then there's this mirrored room with like plant life, and I'm walking through it, and everyone's obviously videoing it because, of course, right? And then you do a right, and then there's all the salt albums in perspex boxes, and everyone's taking a picture of those, and I'm just like, for well, for one, didn't bring my camera. Because I thought I wouldn't be able, because some shows do that, and I hate those shows that do that. And I, people know, but I have a boycott against uh, O2 recently. <laughs> O2 Brixton, O2 Kentish Town, F and all. They ain't, they ain't getting my money unless I take my camera in. F and all, they, they ain't doing that. Um, but yes, anyway, and Lafayette in King's Cross, that too can kick rocks. Um, but yeah, yeah, and then you go through there, and then like. And then there's the actual space, and then there's this big wall of things on it. Um, I forget what it was, but yeah. And then and then there's multiple stages, and I'm like, what is this? What what is this? This is this is absurd. Like it's not. It's yeah. It was unlike anything, man. It was, it was only ninety nine pounds. Only <laughs> the, the fact you say only in it. There you go. There you go. So everyone was like, when when initially, because oh, when was it? It was like the um. So, yeah, they they said it was happening, like, one day, and then they said tickets dropping Monday, and all the all the comments I was seeing was like, 99 quid? You're mad, you're mad, not doing that, not doing that, not doing that. I get it, I get it, and I saw drum sheds, and people were like, well, why is it in drum sheds? Because that just sounds so weird, like, it would have been, it would have sounded so much better in, like, I don't know, the South Bank Centre or something, right? It would have seemed like more salt, Right? Um, if you guys obviously have listened or aware of Saul and have listened to Saul, but yeah, they just used the space. They just used the space to make like one stage on the left where it was like this string, just a whole string thing going on, and like this main stage where it was basically just turned into a one runway at one point. It was just literally. I thought it just started off being a fashion show. I was just like, what's going on? And then there's this like plinth and uh, center stage in some ways, and then like on the right, there's like a choir that comes in and out. And then there's another stage up top somewhere doing random stuff where people was like another band there. And then there's a band in the middle where you can't even <laughs> see it. You can't even see the middle because like because it's like it's it's in this uh I, I don't know if it was like a VIP thing, but yeah, there was another band in there and I couldn't see none of that. Mm. So you, I didn't even see any. I didn't see all of it. I stayed more to the left because I was I like the I love when they just to do the strings. I don't know if you've listened to the air albums yet, but the air albums are just. Uh, it was the first time I've ever actually been genuinely into classical music of any type. That that actually was a movie to me, listening to those albums. But yes, um, long story I'm, short, Yeah. welcome to the club. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm actually, you know what, I wanted to gatekeep them so bad. Oh, you have no idea. I wanted idea. to gatekeep them You have them so no bad. idea. They're like, doing it themselves, if, if the I'm thing, being real. That's, that's, that's what I love about so it. I'm a bit like, you lot, just be grateful in it. Just be yeah. grateful that I put you on to salt. Because they are so, so bad, 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 bad. You're not going to want to share them with no. nobody else. No, I don't, no, I don't, I don't, I don't gas them up just for no, just, for, if you know, you know, you know what I mean? Literally, that's all it is. Literally, I'm not, literally. I'm keeping it as hush-hush as possible. Because, because I feel like that's what they want, if anything. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they don't post much and I mean, you know most of us know who who the gang is at this point mm-hmm. um but regardless of that i just just the just the just the essence of it is so uh, they dropped five albums and i have it on my phone 
Because they, they gave it... They dropped five albums, I think it was last year or the year before. No, it was the year before. And... They dropped five albums in one year? Yeah. They dropped five albums in one day. They dropped, in they, one day? They just... They, so he'll, here's how it went. He literally used like when... Here's five albums. There's a password to them. Obviously, people were sharing the password once they got the password. And then you just freely, freely downloaded it. So I have these on... I have all five albums on my phone, just chilling. And they eventually released them on streaming and stuff like that. Um, it's a it's a biatch to get vinyl. It's, it's it's so hard to get vinyl in my in my eyes. Like um, a dude I interviewed, um, shout out to Jay Flames, who um, I interviewed last year, and um, uh, he has he after the, after an interview I had with him, I was chilling in this spot. And uh, we were talking, just talking about music and that. And he's like, uh, oh, you know, you know what be cool? Let me show you this. Brings out his box. Doof. Sort album, sort album, sort album, sort album. He had every sort album on there. I was just like, son of a... Why, why, are, you give, why are you showing me this? Wait, man? how did you discover soul? Good question. Um, Sims. Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. Uh, Sims is my... Okay. Sims is my one, man. Alright. Right, right yeah. now, so... Yeah. Once I realised she was part of it in any fashion, I was just like, alright, let me see what this is saying. Yeah. Um, I don't listen to them as much as I feel like I should. There's, there's like albums from, like their first few albums, I, you know, barely remember apart from like the most, pop, apart from the popular tracks. Um, so I feel like I need to listen to them again. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, like you said, they just have to, <laughs> they just have this essence about them where even when I, even when, when it came to the show, um, it was such a glow trot. Like it was, there was, you know, there was obviously this classical music element that was going on for like half an hour, and then you know they had this uh, had this Afrobeat element that were going on for a bit, and then they kind of had this literally a Brazilian like um, just like drum band like walking through, and then they were doing their thing, so the encapsulation of just like black diaspora music was absurd, apart from maybe jazz. Which even in that case, I think there was one element at some point, but scratching the surface of jazz. But the rest of it was just so deep um, funk as well. Um, I mean, you're a skater. I'm sure you've listened to Why Why Why. Um, Sing it for me. Why 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 Why. Oh, we'll play. We'll play it a bit. I love it. Da, da, da. Anyway. Why didn't I know that I was it's a sitting with a musical prodigy right here? <laughs> Please stop. That's, that's probably the first time you, uh, someone someone else has had me sing on wax. That's crazy. Right, fair enough. I don't I know why you're bothered. I should have just said I'll play it after. It's fine. But yeah, I had to I had to try. But um, <laughs> not on the level as Cleo. I don't think. I think I'm a little bit lesser. But. Um, yeah, shout to Cleo. So I'm sure you um, can go bar for bar, but oh, yeah, yeah okay. right. <laughs> give her a run for the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. But yes, um, yes, I'm aware of salt. Yes, uh, so are you recommending that, or are we not recommend? Don't listen to salt, guys. Don't listen to salt. You've never heard. You've not heard this past ten minutes. Yeah, this this ten minutes hasn't existed. Okay, like like <laughs> like throw up my throat. Don't listen to them. What salt? Who? Uh, More like pepper. <laughs> uh, salt and pepper. We recommend salt and pepper. Yeah. Listen to some old school eighties, please. Do that instead. 
Um, but anyway, yeah. So the last question, um, as always, oh, that's my glasses flop off. Um, is uh, what is your top five? Um, I preface pref- preface this every time with that it's your top five. It can be as broad or as specific as you want it to be. Um, it could my my example I always like to use is it could be your top five pasta shapes if you want it to be. Regardless, it's your top five. It could be. A, it can be as um, it can be have nothing to do with what we've talked about throughout this episide. Okay. Um, it could be as unique as possible. So that's it. That's what your top five. My top five. Um, number one, I'd say God. God, the Most High, the Creator of all things, is my absolute number one. Um, number two. Hmm. Health and fitness, keep your life healthy. That also aligns with God because, like, you need to, like, take care of yourself, innit? Yep. Number three. Mm, discovering new music, new sounds, um, new interests, um, new passions, um just keep in, keep learning basically we are humans we are a curious people well you know i might be human well um well maybe you guys will discover that later <laughs> but you know we're a curious people um keep discovering new things keep um learning more about yourself mm-hmm. um Number four, mm, friends and family, mm, and loved ones, and number five, being authentically you, being yourself, loving yourself so much, treating yourself like your best friend, um, um, not being afraid to be who you are. Learn who you are and then be that bitch. Can I say that? Yeah, you could have sworn all this time. Be that bitch. (laughs) Be her or him or them (coughs) or whoever. Be that bitch. Period. (laughs) And on that note... Uh, this has been enlightening as always um, it's been good uh, just uh, getting to know your backstory and uh, yeah I look forward to you know your creative journey as it goes um, as it evolves and uh, obviously you as a person as well and uh, yeah it's been a uh, thank you for inviting me here and having me in your place having me in your abode with incense everywhere it smells great it smells yeah. great Thank you. I love me some incense. I appreciate the incense. I like incense. But, um, yeah. Lambs wants to cook. So, um, <laughs> we're going to go eat. We're going to go chef it up. <laughs> we're going to go, we're going we're gonna to do some chefing. So, in that sense, Lambs, thank you very much, Peter. <laughs>
hope you enjoyed that one i certainly did um a lot of laughs um and just really good vibes just really good vibes talking to her and um i really i really appreciate it even off listening back to it um as i edit um a sense of a sense of just beginning you know where you, you you see someone that's been doing things and has you know thrived in certain places but you know there's still just so much there's so much more to go so much more to come you know and that's why i get from listening to Lambs' story and um you know just just looking in her eye and just seeing that just seeing that through her just seeing that confidence shine through and to see that um that purpose um being fulfilled day by day and um those are those those are my favorite people those are my favorite people that i can just see that are constantly building and are not deterred from from getting to where they want to be um especially creatively and artistically and uh that's that's why i see in them if you were wondering what that question was about 20-ish minutes in that I was going to hold off until the end, I have no idea. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> Even listening back, I was just like, what was that question? <laughs> Oh gosh, and even with that said, uh, there was just so much, even through listening to this, like, um, you know, we talked for over an hour, um, and I was just like, hmm, there was just so much we could have talked about, so, so much, so, you know, definitely, definitely a, um, definitely going to try and talk to her at some point in time again, um, maybe a particular milestone in her career, just, you know, seeing how she goes, and obviously, as she said, you know, be patient, and I shall be patient, um and uh she's got a new fan in me of course and uh, i look forward to what she's got so with that said ladies and gentlemen we shall leave it there from the 5 epn i've been charlie taylor and this has been what's good intro music was baxter by pop berrigan interlude music was flourish by axiom thanks to your music for the ability to use you can find all of the links in the full show notes and with that said until the next time until the next interview Take it easy, ladies and gentlemen.